2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 4 here. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Here we go. Listen to this. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit to, the, to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a, underline it, good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who is enlisted who has enlisted him as a soldier. Hallelujah. Today I have a message that the Holy Spirit gave me this week in prayer, and it's meant to refocus the body of Christ. It's meant to refocus us here at Living Waters Chapel as well. But it's so easy to lose focus with all the many things just in everyday life. Is it hard for you to kind of maintain your focus with everything that's going on in life, right? Well, this message, this is going to refocus all of us. Amen. And then you add into the mix how the enemy is continually trying to put distractions, the flesh, confusion, and all of these other things. Man, it's this world, I'm telling you, we have to have an, make an on-purpose effort to stay focused. Amen? Amen. So as in the passage here in 2 Timothy 2 said, it says to be careful not to entangle ourselves in the affairs of this life. Now, the definition of the word entangle is this. Listen to this. It means to cause to become twisted together with or caught in something. In other words, don't allow those things of this world system to be a part of who you are or or don't let it change who you really are. Don't, don't become so entangled and engrafted that you can't tell one from the other. Hello, somebody. That's also talking about entangling yourself in anything. Anything that would shift your focus from what is the main thing. This message is about making the main thing the main thing. This is what I'm talking about. Don't allow anything in this world to have your heart. Whatever has your heart dictates your life. Jesus put it this way, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Wow, I just got whacked with the anointing on that one. That must have pleased the Holy Ghost right there. It's time for the body of Christ to refocus on the main purpose. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, when you got born again, you became enlisted in the army of God. You are a soldier for Jesus Christ. You, ought, you got, come on, drafted into the army of God. You don't even have a choice. But there's many Christians who don't, who want to sit that, this battle out. They want to, they just, again, it's the believer and the disciple. Come on, somebody. Amen. The difference between a believer and a disciple. A disciple says, yes, I am a soldier. I want to learn and I want to be involved in this battle on this earth. The body of Christ is, I don't know if you know this or not, listen, is a militant force on this earth, spiritually speaking. We are a militant force. Jesus said we are to occupy until Jesus returns. Say occupy. The word occupy is a militant force. 
It's to advance something. It's to take ground back. Amen? So we must never lose sight of the fact that we are soldiers for Jesus Christ. We are soldiers for Him. And He is our leader. Amen? He is our leader. It's His purpose and His mission that we are advancing. And here is the mission and purpose that we that many times we lose sight on. Are you ready for this? We which are born again and remain on this earth, we are to seek and to save that which is lost. We are to seek and to save that which was lost. That goes for people. That goes for territory. Come on. See, there's a reason why when you got saved on this earth, when you got born again, there's a reason you didn't turn into Star Trek and get beamed up, Scotty. There's a reason why you're on this earth still. Because you're a soldier for Jesus Christ. We as the body of Christ, we here at Living Waters Chapel, we are on a mission to seek and to save that which is lost and recover it for the kingdom of God. That's the purpose. Say kingdom of God. Jesus advanced the kingdom of God. It says he preached the kingdom of God. Oh, it's all about the kingdom of God. Amen? That's our main mission as Christians. Everything else, listen to me. This is what the Holy Spirit said. He said everything else revolves around that one thing. Seeking and save that which is lost. Amen? So I want to refocus our mission here as Christians. The title of this message is this. Operation Rescue the Lost. Operation, because we are in the military of God. We are in the army of God. Amen? The purpose of advancing the kingdom of God is to gain ground for the kingdom. And it revolves around this purpose. Anytime we're advancing the kingdom of God in a specific location, it's for this purpose, to get people born again. That is the main mission. Listen. The primary concern of our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is to get people saved from the pits of hell and the lake of fire for eternity. That's the number one thing on on God's mind. Amen? In the end, it says this. The Word of God says that hell will be thrown into the lake of fire. Did you know hell was not created for humans? Hell was created for the devil and his angels, the rebellious spirits that rebelled against God. That's what it's for. But God threw a life preserver out to mankind over 2,000 years ago. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? He took our sins on the cross. He died. He went to hell. He got raised from the dead so we could live with our Heavenly Father for eternity. Amen? But if a person rejects God's life preserver... The only place, the only place they can go. Because because sin cannot enter into heaven. So the only other place to go is hell. Think about that. So God doesn't send anyone to hell. That's just, by default, that's where someone goes. If they don't make Jesus Lord and Savior of their life. People choose to go there by their free will. Say free will. Jesus, now, a lot of times we just, we don't even think about these things, but let's really think about this. Jesus said there will be eternal weeping and gnashing of teeth and eternal torment in hell and in the lake of fire eventually. We, as the body of Christ, we get numb to these kind of truths, don't we? We just kind of get caught up in our own life. We forget about this. Someone right now 
is taking their last breath and going to hell. Hell is in the middle of the earth, by the way. Do you know that? So I think we all need a wake-up call to the importance of reaching the lost. If it's important to God, it better be important to us because we are ambassadors for Christ. That means we represent His desire. We represent what's on His heart. Amen? But too many Christians are going rogue. And we lose sight of the main thing. Saving the lost. I, I think many in the body of Christ, we, we lost our, area, our way in, in so many areas. So the Holy Spirit was revealing to me that the body of Christ is like the military in the natural realm. This is kind of where I'm coming from. We're in the army. Say army. army. Of God. It, it, it's very similar in many ways of an army in the natural realm. Let's get into this. Listen to this. When a person signs up for the military, the very first thing they're going to do is they're going to go to boot camp. Say boot camp. Now, boot camp is a very interesting place. Those of you who've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's a place of learning the basics of of the military, the basics of learning about military life. But it's also a place, oh, the Holy Ghost made this so clear to me. It's also a place of stripping you of selfishness. Oh, come on. It's It's a place of stripping you of your pride. Anybody been to boot camp? Didn't it strip you of your pride? They really try to embarrass you there, don't they? And any other thing, they try to strip you of any other thing that would be harmful harmful for you personally. But the bigger picture is this. Are you ready for this? They're trying to strip you of anything that would be harmful, harmful for your team. Because everything in the military revolves around a team, not self. I'm talking about learning things from the military and how it relates to the kingdom of God. Are you following me? It trains you to be a team player. Why? Because people can get killed if you're not a team player in the military. Did you catch that? I said anything that would be harmful or dangerous for you personally or those that are serving with you. It's a place where you learn how to follow orders. It's a place where you learn the, about the authority structure in the military. And it, you learn, very quickly, respect for authority. Oh, I love, I love watching those kids who go into the military. They have no respect for anything. They have no respect for authority. They don't, right? And they get in and it's a wake-up call. After boot camp, it's, yes, sir, no. I mean, you're right. Straightens them right up. Amen. Respect for authority and obedience to authority. The Word of God tells us this, to honor those who have authority over us in a natural sense and in a spiritual sense. Amen. God is a God of order. I think we forget about that a lot of times. We try to just go rogue, Right? Because we get selfish. Think about this now. Follow me here. We go rogue. But God is a God of order. Because, listen to this, if everyone just goes off and does whatever they want, people end up getting hurt. And the main mission will be thwarted. See, in the kingdom of God, this is why God likes order. He likes this. You ready for this? He likes checks and balances. 
Now, on our jobs, you can work a job. There, how many of you get a review on your job every year, every six months? Right? There's accountability on our job. Why do we think there's no accountability in the kingdom of God? How much more in the kingdom of God? Amen? There is a word in the body of Christ that many Christians don't like to hear, and I just said it, accountability. Say accountability. When, here's why. Here's why Christians don't like it. Because when they hear the word accountability, it automatically one word comes to mind. You want to know what it is? Control. Say control. Oh, this is going over like a lead balloon today, but we're going to keep pressing through. Here we go. <laughs> and you guys are paying me to speak this to you. Isn't that great? <laughs> Listen. Christians are okay with that word, like I said, in the secular realm, in their jobs and other things. But when you talk about spiritual accountability, forget about it. Here's the thing about, but here's the thing that you've got to understand. True accountability is not control. Let me say it again. True accountability is not control. You want to know why? Here's why. Because you are willingly allowing yourself to be accountable to a spiritual leader. You're willingly allowing yourself to be accountable to the boss on your job. If you don't like it, leave. Get a new job. Oh, come on, somebody. (laughs) Oh, I'm having fun today. Here's what. Accountability, true and healthy accountability is not controlled because you willingly place yourself under that accountability. Nobody forced you guys to be here today. Think about that, right? Nobody forces you to come every week to a church. Nobody forces you to do it. Well, you're doing it on your own free will. Amen? Isn't that good to know? Doesn't that kind of free you up a little bit, right? True accountability is not controlled because you willingly place yourself there. Amen? And the Word of God tells us to submit ourselves one to the other. So it's not a power trip thing in the kingdom of God. True accountability is looking out for one another. Are you understanding that? For some reason, God thinks accountability is a good idea. All right? He thinks it's a really good idea. It it keeps us in order personally, and it maintains order in the kingdom of God. The people that don't like spiritual accountability, listen, are the ones that end up sowing division, discord, and end up spiritually backsliding. You mark it. Are you following me? And they misrepresent the kingdom of God. That is why it's so important to be in a, in a church. Here's, listen to me. That's why it's so important to be in a local church, to be connected into a local church that the Holy Spirit leads you to. That's why it is. Because then you will trust the leaders and it allows you to willingly submit to the authority and the guidance willingly. Amen? I don't know why anybody would go to a church where they're constantly fighting against the authority there. Think about it. Why? Why would they be at a place that they don't trust the leadership? Why would they just sit there and just try to sow discord? And, you know, just leave. Go somewhere else. Amen? 
If you're in a church that you don't trust the leaders, either find a new church. It means two things. Either find a new church, the Holy Spirit doesn't want you there, or the Holy Spirit wants you there and your attitude sucks. And you need to change your attitude. It's one of two things. It can't be anything else. Either you're meant to be there or you're not. It's either, come on, somebody. No, if the leaders make, listen, if the leaders make a decision that you don't agree with, but it wasn't sin, sin's a whole different thing. If leadership does something that's sin, get out of there. But if the leadership makes a decision that's not sin, get over it. It's not your responsibility. Let the Holy Ghost deal with the leadership on it. Are you following me? See, see, God is not pleased. Listen to this. When Christians try to break rank in the body of Christ. You try breaking break rank in the military, you're in trouble. You might get in the brig. You might, yeah, come on somebody, amen? See, but this is where the enemy creeps in to cause division in churches and ministries. I've seen it so many times in 24 years of ministry. Go to Hebrews 13, 7. Hebrews 13, 7. You've got to be in a place where you trust that the leaders are hearing from the Holy Ghost. Come on, amen? Now, Hebrews 13, 17. Listen to this. It says this, Obey those who have rule over you and be submissive, willingly, for they watch out for your souls as, though, as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that would be, look at that, unprofitable for you. Now, spiritual leaders are looking out. We're looking out for your soul. And it says that one day I'm going to have to give an account for those who sat under me. Think about that. That's some pretty heavy-duty stuff, isn't it? Every leader in the body of Christ will have to do that. It says to obey and be submissive. Again, again, it's, it's willingly. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. Amen? Nobody should ever be forcing you. You want to know what that's called? Spiritual abuse. I talk to Christians all the time that have had spiritual abuse in churches. And it really messed them up for a very long time. Because the, the, the leaders were pushing around their authority and they were forcing them, you know, and there was mind control and all that. That's wrong. That's not God. Are you hearing me, somebody? But God is commanding you personally to do that, to submit yourself, to have an accountability. Accountability is a safety net for all of us. Well, who are you accountable to, Pastor James? All of you. <laughs> Trust me, if I do something wrong, I'm going to hear it from all of you. And probably people from the internet. No, I got, I got leader friends that I, I am in contact with. Trust me, there's accountability there. Amen. Oh, oh yeah, and her. Yeah. Now, I am afraid of her, but. <laughs> but listen, but God does not force anything. He, if God could, could control a person's will, hell would be empty right now. God doesn't force anyone even to get saved. Control is an evil thing. It's witchcraft. 
Are you following me? It's mind control and it's evil. So, so it's talking about willingly making yourself accountable, willingly obey and be submissive to those who are watching out for your soul. All right. So, and it says it will be profitable for the pastor if you do that. Is that what it said? Oh, oh, it didn't. What did it say? It will be profitable for you, the person who's willingly submitting yourself. You want to know why? Because submitting yourself is humility. And there's always a blessing with humility. Amen? And it says, if not, it will be unprofitable. So we know that when you willingly submit and be accountable to leadership, it says there's a blessing attached to it. And I love that. Amen? In every church and ministry, you have, you have some that are, are just a, a joy to work with. They're pleasant to work with. And then sometimes you have some that are just drama-filled all the time. Now, 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 I'm not talking about Living Waters Chapel because everyone's perfect in here. I'm, not, I'm obviously talking about someone watching online right now. Right? But, 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 you know, you, but those people that, that want drama and everything, uh, they lost sight of the mission. That's why we need to refocus, amen, as the whole body of Christ. Those are the people that are too full of self, too full of pride, and they quench the Holy Ghost in their life. But here's the sad truth. Are you ready for this? There's more, uh, there's more order in the kingdom of darkness than the kingdom of God. Think about that. There is more order in the kingdom of darkness than in the kingdom of God. Here's why. Because the enemy is constantly trying to stir up division. He's constantly trying to uh, cause strife. He's constantly trying to cripple the body of Christ. And and they're trying to shift the focus of what the main thing is. Operation reach the lost. The enemy is trying, listen to this, in any good military, any good military operation, you know what the first thing that the enemy wants to do? Take the leader out. That, that's the most strategic thing that a military can do, is try to take the leader out. So that's what the enemy is constantly trying to do. Why? You take the leader out, and Jesus said, you know, smite the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter. The enemy knows that very well. Think about that. That's why so much, um, that's where the gossip starts to come in. Oh, oh, pastor should have went a little bit longer on his praise and worship service. Oh, pastor should have, come on, somebody. Oh, that pastor, he just wasn't hearing from the Holy Ghost today. Come on, somebody. Right? He always just wants to sow that division to take the leader out. Just to take that trust away from the leader. Oh, the enemy loves that. Think about it. Amen. Any strategic military will do that. Of course, I'm not talking about Living Waters Chapel. <laughs> yeah. Why are you all laughing about that? Why you... But listen to this. Every role is extremely important and will determine the outcome of Operation Reach the Lost. In a military, think about a military base, in a military operation. There are so many functions that take place, all right? And every one of them are important, from the one on the front line of a battlefield to the, the cooks and everyone involved in the military. There is not one team player that's not important. And that's the same with the body of Christ. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to show you something here. One person is not more important than the other. Amen? I mean, you even look at it. I mean, that goes in a secular world, right? You look at all these celebrities and movie stars. Guess what? They wouldn't be nothing if there weren't people running the cameras. Everybody plays an important role in the body of Christ and in a local church. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 20 through 26. I want to take a look at here. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. It's so backwards from the worldly system. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body. I feel the anointing right now. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. There's that accountability. And if one member suffers, guess what? All the members suffer with it. Or if one member is, is honored, all the members rejoice with it. It just reminds me of boot camp. You got a team, right, in boot camp, and someone messes up, who pays for it? Everybody. Drop and give me 50 push-ups. That's what they do. Even Christ, every Christian in the body of Christ is important to the plan of God. And, and it even says, I love that, that the positions that seem, seem less honorable, to those, there's greater honor. What a beautiful thing. Think about that. So it's not, it's not about being the one who's standing at the pulpit and being in the spotlight. No, we need everybody in, at work. Or else this operation reached the lost fails. We need all of you to be active here at Living Waters Chapel that are members or else this church crumbles. Are you following me? See, this is when we as humans can totally mess up the plan of God and get off course. We start thinking and seeing things from a carnal, from a fleshly mindset. In our fleshly thoughts, we think that the most important parts are is the pastor standing up here. But that's not true. See, we want to puff up our flesh with recognition. And God is saying, you got it all wrong. Now, I love preaching. I love teaching the word. But listen, nothing compares to praying in this sanctuary all alone every morning in the presence of God. Think about that. Listen. When this happens, when the people, when people go beyond their calling, beyond their purpose to fulfill a fleshly desire with the wrong motives in the kingdom of God, there is absolutely no anointing on it. And it falls flat. And guess what? It can end up hurting people. We must learn. Here, listen, 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 soldiers. We must learn to stay at our post and stay in our own lane and do it well. Find out where you're supposed to be and flow in it. Operate in it. And know if you're flowing and operating in it, God is well pleased where you're at. 
On top of that, those people don't understand. Listen to this. Those people that try to be something that they're not. They don't understand the attacks that they're opening themselves up to by getting outside of their calling. Outside, trying to be something else that God has not anointed them for in the body of Christ. I'm telling you, if Christians would stay within the boundaries of their calling, submit to healthy church leadership, we would make such a greater impact on this earth. Remember I talked about before, part of the the benefits of being connected and plugged into a local church is where the leadership, where we can recognize the gifts and callings. Man, we have so many people with so many gifts of teaching and preaching. And man, I mean, it's amazing. So part of that benefit of being connected to a church is the leadership recognizing that and allowing you to flow in it. You're not just meant to sit in that pew every Sunday. Amen. Amen. There's more to be done for the kingdom. Amen? The body of Christ. Listen, the body of Christ, I like this, would run like a well-oiled machine. The oil of the Holy Spirit. It will be smooth. And that's what the enemy is trying to prevent. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Hallelujah. This is a message to refocus. This is called Operation Rescue the lost. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Let's stay in our lane. Let's stay in the anointing where God has called you with your gifts and callings and do it well. Amen? Amen. Mary Lou sends out amazing cards every month to people. What a blessing. I get those and I'm just smiling ear to ear and it's encouraging. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Pick up the phone, call someone, encourage them. Amen. Romans 12. Oh, I feel the anointing on that. Romans 12, 3 through 8. Look at this. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, here it is, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy according to our faith, to, your, to our faith. Or ministry, let us use our ministry in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives liberally, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So this passage is proven exactly what I'm saying. Stay within the gifts and callings, within the proportion of the faith that God has given you. Amen? There's too much in the body of Christ. We see a minister on TV. We all of a sudden we want to start to act like that minister. Right? We want to be a Benny Hinn. We take our coat off and we try to fling it at people and hopefully they'll get slain in the spirit. God's given Benny that. Not, uh, not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he could, but I'm just saying. In our, oh my goodness. If you're not called to be an apostle, don't try to be one. If you're not called to pastor, don't try to be one. I promise you, I'm telling you, that's wisdom right there. If you're not called to be a prophet, don't try to act like one. You get the point, right? 
When we get outside of God's order, we start to fight against God. And let me tell you, we will lose that battle every time. What happens is if we try to be something that we're not, you know what happens? You get sent out to the wilderness journey. God says, okay, go ahead, go around that mountain again and try to find yourself and what I'm calling you to do. Because you're making a mess out of everything now. See, we are not not meant to be clones. We are originals. Every person in here, you are an original copy. And the only way we're going to make the biggest impact for the kingdom of God is by you being you. Stop trying to act like everyone else. This whole comparison thing, Bible says comparison is unwise. Amen? It happens all the time. Can you imagine... The Holy Spirit gave me this picture. Can you imagine if in our military, during a war or an operation, if someone left their post and they decided to go do a job that they're not even trained or equipped for? It would be disastrous. But it happens all the time in the body of Christ. All the time. And then you start to get friendly fire and you get all this. Are you following me? It causes major damage spiritually and emotionally in people. So we need to allow God to promote us in the body of Christ. Look at the Holy Spirit gave me a, a verse, a chapter here to look at. Luke 14. Go to Luke 14. As I was writing this immediately, this came to me. So I know it's from the Holy Ghost. Luke 14, 7 through 11. Luke 14, 7 through 11. And it's going to prove exactly what I'm talking about here. So he, Jesus, told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, when you are invited uh, by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who who has invited you and him come to you and say, give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. Whoa, this is powerful, isn't it? But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place. That's called humility, by the way. So that when he who has invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. You want to get promoted with God? Stay humble. Stay low and he'll raise you higher. Amen? Jesus is telling us, do not ever in the kingdom of God fall into pride or self-promotion. Trust me, God is all over it. If he knows, your, he knows your heart, and if you keep your heart pure with him, I promise you, he will promote you with divine appointments in the kingdom of God. Then they will come to pass in your life. You don't have to try to impress a celebrity minister. You don't have to try to impress a pastor. Amen? You have an audience of one. He sees all and he knows all. He is all over it. All the time. He is paying attention. Amen? I'm telling you, He is paying attention. But we like to take it, we like to just do it in our flesh, right? I get it. We get excited. Yeah, I get it, right? But no, 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 no. Keep seeking the Lord. I'm telling you, there, there are so many times when um, 
you know, I meet someone or, or someone will start coming to the church and all of a sudden I'll, I'll just feel there's a drawing like that person has something that the church needs. Now, are you following me? Well, there's a gift on that individual. They need to, so trust me, the pastor, the lead, we are always, we're in tune. We're always praying, Lord, we, I want to use the people. I want to use, so you don't have to try to push your way in. It's going to happen. Amen. In my life, listen, when I was pressing into God with, with just a pure heart, and, and I still am, and by the way, not just was, but am, with a pure heart and fulfilling my calling, God connected me with very influential people, divine appointments in the body of Christ. The actor Stephen Baldwin, he was listening to my sermons. I didn't know, all the while, I'm just, I'm just you know, following God, obeying God. Enjoying preaching the word, pastoring. And all of a sudden, I get a letter and a signed book from Stephen Baldwin saying me and my wife are listening to two sermons a a day. We love it. So we ended up connecting, going out to New York City, stayed in their guest home. I could never make that up in my own flesh. (laughs) If that can happen to little farm boy James Brandt from Imlay City, I'm telling you. God is all over it. He's paying attention to all of our hearts. If you have a pure heart, he will open doors of opportunity. Amen? Jesus is also telling us in that parable, he's saying this, don't bypass spiritual authority. Don't bypass, here it is, the spiritual growth process. Don't bypass the process. Eventually, you will be called out by the Holy Spirit. If you try to bypass it, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will call you out and it'll be a very embarrassing thing. Are you following me? That's when you you, you barge your way to the front and the Holy Spirit says, "Mm, you're not ready for this yet. Go, Go sit back there while you're learning. That's embarrassing. Are you following me? That's a rebuke that a lot of people don't want to hear. Amen. Well, I'm not telling to anyone. What I'm saying is they don't want to hear it when the Holy Spirit reveals that to them. Amen? You guys doing all right? The, listen, the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, listen, don't ever forget this, will only function when God's divine order is respected, honored, and obeyed. Just like any healthy or strong military. You look at any healthier, strong military on this earth. There's order. There's structure. Amen? And we are members of the army of God. Not an army to ourselves. We must trust the Holy Spirit to be led by Him. We must keep the main thing the the main thing. And we are all a part of operation. Come on. Rescue the lost. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit showed me as well. Are you ready for this? We need to understand this truth. All of the, all the ministry to the members of the of the body of Christ. Okay, I, I put a, a status on Facebook saying this: that the the general purpose of a local church is primarily for believers. You understand that concept? Our gatherings are primarily for you, for believers, to disciple you, to raise you up. For what? To get in operation, reach the lost. Now, does that mean we don't get people saved in a church? Of course we do. We always give people an opportunity. But the primary purpose is this, training and fellowship. And then get you back outside of these four walls to get back to it. 
Amen. See, in any military, there is training. There has to be training. There has to be equipping. Or you're going to send people out that have no idea what they're doing. And they're going to make a mess out of it. And they're going to thwart the mission. Amen. So here's what the Holy Spirit showed me. So all the ministry to Christians in a local church, in the meetings, Hope Barn, all these things. These are believers' meetings. Okay, so... All the healing, deliverance, the purpose of operating in the gifts of the Spirit are meant to get Christians healed and healthy and back out on the battlefield. That's the purpose of it. It's not just to pump ourselves up. It's not just for us to have a wonderful life on this earth. Although God wants us to have a wonderful life and a great life. But the main, let's keep the main thing the main thing. The purpose is this. Let's get you fixed up in this hospital. Now get out of here. Are you following me? The primary purpose, again, of a local church and the pastor is to minister, train, and equip Christians to fulfill their calling, fulfill their purpose, and maximize their gifts for Operation Reach the Lost. Now, so, you know, we we as Christians, we're all meant to reach the lost. We know that. But you know, like when you pull up a picture on your phone, you see the general picture. But when you zoom in on it, you see some more details. So we're all meant to reach the lost because that's the Father's heart. we got to save people because we don't want them in eternity in hell. Amen? But when you zoom in, the, 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 the more detailed picture is, well, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, training and equipping of the Christians. Let's get them healed. Let's get them delivered. Whatever they've been through, we need to get them back on the right course. Are you following me? All right, now. Uh, look at, I'm getting ready to close here. Ephesians 6, uh, 10. Ephesians 6, 10. Say refocus. It is, this is a refocus of making the main thing the main thing. Ephesians 6, 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want you to notice that we are only strong and we will only have power when we're in the Lord, when we're abiding in Christ, when we're in his perfect will, doing his things. If you're abiding in Christ, you're keeping the main thing the main thing. If you're in Christ, you're in and you're at your post, you're flowing in your calling in Christ. Are you following me? Now look at Ephesians 6, 11, the rest of that. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age. Uh, do you notice there's a, there's a structure? Even the kingdom of darkness has structure here and ranks. Say ranks. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, he, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Therefore, having, having, uh, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, will, which uh, you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always, say always, 
with all prayer, that means all kinds of prayer, prayer in English, prayer in tongues, blah, 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 all right? And supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador, a representative in chains, that in it I may speak boldly. Notice, as I ought to speak, the entire purpose, the Holy Spirit, as I read that this week, the Holy Spirit said the entire purpose of the spiritual armor, the entire purpose of prayer is not for you to run your own show. It's for you to get in the flow of the Holy Ghost. Are you following me? And start to see things from God's perspective of saving souls. It's for the advancement of the kingdom of God. The purpose of advancing the kingdom of God in a specific location, like I said, is to break the power of the enemy so we can reach the lost. It's not just it's not just to have a feel good session. It's to break the atmosphere. It's to break the heaviness, the demonic aspect. Come on. That's why we pray over this city. That's why we're praying over this county. That's why we're praying over this region. We're trying to break that demonic grip. When we break that demonic grip and there's a portal of God's presence and glory, the Holy Ghost gets poured out upon all flesh. And then people are changed. In operation, reach the lost. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I mean, we love the presence of God, don't get me wrong. But there's a, what I'm saying is there's a greater purpose of why we're doing it. Amen. Always keep that greater purpose in mind. We try to break the atmosphere in here, right? Fill it with the glory. So when people do come in, when the unsaved do come in, it breaks the hold of the devil. And we see people get born again. That's what Jackie's doing at the Hope Barn. That's when people come in and gather. They're praying. They're praising and worshiping. The word's being spoke. We're breaking the atmosphere. So when people come in, it's easier to minister to them. Amen. Look at this. Be diligent to present yourselves. Verse 15 of 2 Timothy 2. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings. I love that word. For they will increase (laughs) to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort who have strayed concerning the truth. They left their post. They got outside of their calling, and they're doing damage now. You see that? saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. That's what happens. When you try to be someone that you're not, you're going to overthrow the faith of others. Oh, we don't want to be... You don't want to do that, do you? You don't want to go up to God one day on Judgment Day and say, and God says to you, well, James, uh, you overthrew the faith of 10,383 people because you wanted to push your fleshly agenda. Come on, somebody. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. He's all over it. He knows you. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity or sin. 
But in, here it is. Catch this verse right here. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Mm, listen to me. It's time for every person in the body of Christ to disconnect from self, disconnect from sin, disconnect from fleshly thinking, and become that vessel of gold, that vessel of silver in the house of God that's profitable for his use, that's profitable for his kingdom in his army. And when the fire comes on you, listen, here's the problem. There's people who are masquerading as as, as You know, in a calling. Listen to me. There's people that masquerade and they're trying to play church and they're doing something they're not supposed to do. But I promise you, when the fire comes, it will reveal if they're wood and it'll burn it away. It'll reveal if it's clay, it'll burn it away. But if you're truly in the Lord and flowing in the anointing, in your calling and purpose, when the fire comes, guess what it does? It purifies you. It purifies. Amen? It will purify us. It will cause us to stand and not be moved off course from the will of God for our life. It will cause us to stay focused on the main thing and cause us to continue to fulfill our calling and purpose personally and corporately in Operation Rescue the Lost. So church, listen to me. It's time to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with every hindrance in our heart and life that would disqualify us from being involved in his army. We need to be effective in his army. We need to get on and stay on the battlefield and rescue the lost and dying world from the pits of hell and the lake of fire. God is counting on us to be obedient and victorious in Operation Rescue the Lost. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Prayer team, come on forward. Operation Rescue the Lost. That's where we're in a military. We're in a spiritual military mission, people. Operation Rescue the Lost. And it's going to continue until Jesus returns. And we are to occupy, take ground back for the kingdom of God until Jesus returns. Yes, the rapture is going to happen. When? I don't know. Just get busy. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Listen to me. Do not leave this service without making him the Lord of your life. Man, I see the presence of God is all over this room right now. Wow, I'm seeing sparkles and everything in here. Whoa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to come forward, pray with one of our prayer team members, and get born again this morning. Come on, you know the Holy Ghost is tugging on your heart. Just come forward and do it in the name of Jesus. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You need to rededicate your life to the Lord. You've fallen away. You're in this place. You're hearing this message. And and you're one of those that you left your post. You, You left your first love. You let your mind wander on things that don't even mean a hill of beans in this life. And you want to dedicate, rededicate your life to the Lord. Come forward this morning and pray with our prayer team. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus said you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. My question is this. Why would you pass it up? Why wouldn't you want that? It'll help you in every area of your life in Operation Rescue the Lost. Amen. And that's what it's about. 
It's about Operation Rescue the Lost. That's why you should receive the Holy Spirit baptism, to be a witness for Jesus. Amen? Maybe you need a, a healing, you need deliverance or anything. We'll stay as long as we need to pray over you. But, whoo, glory to God, I feel the presence in here. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this day. I pray that your anointing and blessing would be upon each and every one. Lord God, you see their hearts. Lord, you see they want to be used by you. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, show them where their post is. Anoint them in that post. They would flow in it with great glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you do the promoting. You do the promoting. It's all you. It's your kingdom. We are your soldiers, Jesus. Jesus, we praise you. Thank you for this day. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Everyone have a great week. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. What do you got, Carol? Uh-oh. Oh. Go ahead. Yes. Yep. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.